everybody. I am Michael Stewart Robb, and this is the Sanctus Forum. I'm here with uh, Jos Duma, who I'll introduce in a second. But just so you all know, this is conspiracy, well, conversations. We talk about Dallas Willard's The Divine Conspiracy, which also has a Dutch translation, if you don't know. It's Chods uh, Geheime Plan. Still working on the pronunciation of that. Geheime Plan. There we go. There we go. <laughs> This is one of those longer ones, so if you don't know, there is a podcast associated with these videos, and you'll be able to just listen to us rather than look at us. Um, and if you also don't know, there is a newsletter associated with this. Uh, Sanctus Forum is a part of the Sanctus Institute, and so if you go over to our website, sanctus.institute, you'll be able to sign up for an almost monthly newsletter and find about find out about all sorts of things that we do other than just these these videos but you can subscribe to the um, channel as well as the podcast and that helps us um, count on people coming back and seeing the next one um, today I'm with uh, Jos Duma who is a pastor in the Netherlands and he is currently at Plantagekerk in Zwolle. Um, he's been here for about nine years, and before then he was in uh, Harlem. Um, he's an author of a number of books here. I've got a few of them. Um, one first I'll mention in English, Beholding the, let's put it here so people can see, it's out of focus, doesn't matter. Beholding the Glory of the Lord um, is the one that's translated. Um, I've also have uh, Jesus Ondecken, um, which is a little—it's a little bit of a catechism. It kind of goes through sort of. Yeah, a, a book. Uh, it's in 33 days, so right. it's, it's uh, helpful as a uh, teaching instrument, also. Yeah. Right, right. And then uh, Jesus Ostralen, uh, again, still working on the pronunciation. Ostralen. <laughs> Ostralen, um, and. Uh, what really um, put me onto Jos's trail was some of these books, but he also does some things online um, in the area of spirituality. So the thing that you should most check out is the School for Spirituality, in which Jos teaches about silence, um, meditation, Lectio Divina, some old practices which have been less common among Protestants, but are really helpful in our day. Um, lots of teaching on that, and you can find other little things online that Jos has uh, done. There is a translation of his course in English as well. Um, the website for that is, I've forgotten already, do you remember? Um, be still. Yes. Be still dot org. Uh, we, uh, we put it under the yeah, we'll, Video. we'll, we'll attach yes. it and you'll or, be able to find it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, Jos also knows Dallas Willard quite well. Um, here, look at, show them how yes, well you've marked your read book. It intensively. And yes. I did it in the uh, Lent 
period of uh, 2009 with an... Uh, yeah, so I'll put it here so that it comes into focus, maybe a little bit. Oh, no, I think it still wants my face. But 10 pages a day? 10 pages did? a day, yeah, 400 pages. Yeah, for 400, 40 days. For 40 days, yeah. yep. That, wow, that's, that's a, way to, a way to get it done. Yeah. And um, it, is, it is the kind of book that you do need to take your time with, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, to ruminate, ruminate. You need to you, ruminate. Yes. And, and I know for some people that they haven't maybe read a book like that. Mm -hmm. they, they only know books that if you haven't finished a chapter in your reading, then you're not, no. you're not done. But this no. isn't that kind of book. No, no, no. Um, <clears throat> How did you how did you find Dallas Willard or this book? Um, yeah, I really don't know anymore. What <laughs> was the first book? Um, uh, I I read a lot of uh, Richard Foster. Okay. And the spiritual formation uh, movement, and then the name of Dallas Willard, Dallas Willard is also uh, comes up in the picture. In the picture, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the way I uh, get to know him. Okay. Okay. Yep. And you read this uh, 2009, I think yep. you said, um, for Lent. And um, yeah, that's a, that's a really good way to go about it. Now, um, being in the Netherlands, does, does this make sense in the Netherlands? <laughs> Uh, it's about the gospel, and the gospel makes sense also in the Netherlands. Okay. It's about the kingdom. That's yeah. uh, very important. The kingdom amongst us, yeah. among us. Among eh? us, yeah. And uh, for me, it was. Is it is a very important book. I think uh, mm -hmm. it's now 13 years ago I read it. Yeah. And uh, now we have this uh, conversation about it. So I, I took the book again, and uh, I did it more often. Uh, that I read some uh, pages and I really think that my thinking about the gospel and about the kingdom is uh, now radically influenced by Dallas Willard hmm. Hmm. Uh, in a way that uh, I cannot all uh, trace back but yeah. uh, his, his kind of thinking is, is my kind of thinking. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. So he's got in this chapter we're dealing with on Gospels of Sin Management, I should say we're, the section we're reading together is toward integration of life and faith. Yep. And in my edition it's on page 55. Um, and it's in chapter 2, Gospels of Sin Management. Um, so he's just got finished discussing what he calls the Gospel on the right mm -hmm. and then the Gospel on the left. Um, and there are some Gospels in between, and not everybody fits very neatly into these two things. But he wants to sort of say both lack something. Yeah. And both aren't quite working for us. Um, kind of a, a two-part question. Do you, do you notice this sort of right and left in the Netherlands? And then the second part, do you... Do you notice what is lacking? Like, is it the same yeah. sort of issue that he's after? That yes, he's I think so. I, the, the gospel on the right is more known uh, in my context than the gospel on the left. Mm -hmm. The gospel on the right, uh, have what, uh, what Dallas Willard writes about, uh, the, the gospel of sin management. Uh, yeah. It's all, always about sins and forgiveness of mm -hmm. sins. Um, 
and there's no right place for the kingdom of God and yeah. the kingdom among, among us. So that, that I recognize. Yeah. And we have it, uh, the book open on page 55, but on page 54, hmm. uh, he says uh, the current gospels left and right exhibit the very same type of conceptual disconnection from and practical irrelevance to the personal integrity of believers. Hmm. That's very important. And certainly so, if we put that integrity in terms of bi biblical specific uh, Christ-likeness. Yeah. So it's exactly the Christ-likeness mm. that is, uh, I think, missing. It's, it's also changing a bit. Mm -hmm. um, many people talk about Jesus, they love Jesus and say, I want to be like Jesus. Okay. That's, uh, uh, that's not strange talk. Okay. Uh, Christ-likeness as a mm -hmm. concept is not so well known, I, I think. And when I was a pastor in Haarlem and I moved to Zwolle, uh, I, uh, I, I uh, held uh, three sermons uh, on Christ-likeness mm -hmm. for beginners. Okay. That was my last statement in Haarlem. Okay. Uh, I, I want, wanted to say once more what I think is very important about the gospel. Mm -hmm. uh, that the gospel uh, offers us and invites us to Christ-likeness. Yeah. yeah, okay. And does that translate into people actually trying to become Christ-like? Um, Would you walk into even, let's say, a good Dutch church and sort of see, oh, those people are they're yeah. trying to become like Jesus? Yeah. Um, it's it's a process. So uh, some are beginners. I, I think we always uh, stay beginners. The the, mm -hmm. the sermon title was Christ likeness for beginners, mm -hmm. and I think it's uh, um, fundamental to see that we are, we will stay beginners. That's that's yeah. very important. Yeah. Um, but I, I see many people who really like to be like Jesus. Mm -hmm. Uh, but how do you do that? Uh, yeah. That's the question, and Dallas Willard writes uh, about that item. That's very important, I think. Hey, his yeah. uh, curriculum for Christ-likeness yeah. is, is in this book, not in our uh, part now, but mm -hmm. uh, it, I think it, uh, Dallas Willard uh, says very important things over the how-to mm -hmm. uh, get more like Christ. There are certain things that pastors, so people in your position or in my position can do to help people not only get the vision for this is what it's about, but also have the tools to, yeah. to get there. And there are things that we can do that don't help. Yeah. And he's a little worried about some of the things that perhaps ministers, pastors have done that, that don't help. Teaching certain kinds of theology kind of almost to exclusive mm -hmm. points and and he there's a section here the centrality of the pulpit okay. um, now what do you, what do you see you know as somebody who stands up probably every Sunday more than most people and has to have has something to say yeah do you what 
role or power does the pulpit and preaching have in, in churches for Christ-likeness? Yeah, it's an important question, a little bit a difficult question. Um, um, I think teaching is very important. Mm -hmm. uh, if the teaching is always by pulpit, that's not a question. Okay. I think the pulpit is less more important, less important than, than in earlier times. Okay. Uh, because people can get their teaching on all kinds of places and not yeah. only uh, Sunday morning in church. Yeah. Um, but there are sermons and uh, people like to listen to sermons. And I think uh, they want to be helped by their longing for Christ-likeness. Mm -hmm. So the, the sermon can do good things mm -hmm. in that. It's not the centrality of the pulpit. Uh, I don't know how central the pulpit is anymore, mm. uh, but the pulpit is, a, is an important place to mm -hmm. talk about the kingdom, mm -hmm. to talk about Christ-likeness, um, to talk about discipleship. Yeah, which it sounds like you do um, with the sermon titles you've mentioned. I yeah. mean, you can't, you wouldn't be, uh, Dallas Willard I think would be quite pleased with what you've been teaching oh, thank people. You. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that were uh, some series in, indeed, and I have had also series on discipleship. Um, but it's not always about discipleship and Christ-likeness, it's also about uh, people need comfort. There okay. are difficult times in their lives. Yeah. Uh, COVID times were uh, difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it's also important to to comfort people. Yeah. And that's a little bit uh, uh, difficult. Hey? Discipleship and comfort, that's not the same. Mm -hmm. hey? Comfort mm -hmm. is, uh, uh, in, in Dutch we uh, use the terms uh, uitnodigen en uitdagen. Okay. Uh, uitnodigen is uh, to invite, hey? mm -hmm. friendly invitation, mm -hmm. hey? to share the gospel, to share uh, the life of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And also the yeah the exhortation the uh, the discipleship and that's mm -hmm. more uh, activistic uh, mm -hmm. you could say and it's it's difficult to find a good balance between those two hey? if you say every Sunday you have to be more like Christ mm -hmm. uh, that can also be a little bit depressing because yeah. we we all stay beginners yeah uh, so there are also times that it's that we need to uh, to get comfort because yeah. it's difficult to live in this time yeah 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 and and that is um an important part of becoming like jesus um going through trials and difficult times yeah. um dallas willard it, it's in this book yeah uh, let me find the there's only Page. one uh, one uh, picture in this book. That's right. And that's uh, the golden triangle in chapter 9. You're f maybe faster than yeah. me. Um, <laughs> there it is. Page 347. 47, um, so it's yes. a it really is a triangle. Yeah. Um, and, and he does have yeah. here uh, three points. Action yeah. of the Holy Spirit, which we have in the past 100 years been taught about quite a bit, what God does for us in our transformation. Yeah. And then the planned discipline to put on a new heart is yeah. does tend to be where we 
put the discipleship things yep. and obedience and training. And then the, the other one here, what Dallas calls ordinary events of life. Yep. So that's like a global pandemic happens yep. and your two kids of ages nine and 11 are at home and they your want kids. to, <laughs> I'm just hypothetically oh, speaking. hypothetical speaking, okay. <laughs> um, and you have to just get through it um, with, with God. Yeah. And um, there certainly were times when I showed up at church and I yeah. was looking for comfort yeah. from yeah. the pastor or for the other people yeah. that were, I suppose I didn't show up at church. I was turning on yeah, yeah, live stream. <laughs> Nee, dit, dit uh, triangle is very important. The, the, the series of sermons on Christ-likeness for beginners mm -hmm. was about this uh, triangle. Okay. Uh, the, those three aspects, uh, the action of the Holy Spirit, yep. the ordinary events of life, uh, temptations. Uh, very important to have an open eye for that. Uh, people mm -hmm. uh, experience all kinds of difficulties and it's important. Um, uh, for the gospel uh, to land in the lives of people, to acknowledge that there are problems and frustrations mm -hmm. and, yeah. and difficult times. And then uh, the third part is also very important, uh, plan discipline, uh, that's about Lectio Divina or going to church sure. or uh, yeah. prayer, yeah. yes. Even listening to sermons can yeah. be a discipline. S certainly, yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah. Well, um, uh, I, I think people, um, church people, disciples probably do get a sermon at least once a week, or they maybe read a book, or they yeah. listen to a podcast or something like this, a YouTube yeah. YouTube video. Um, and and I know somebody like you is trying to help people move beyond just thinking about God to maybe even meeting God or mm -hmm. um, entering into practices like Lectio Divina, which is, if, in case you don't know that term, it's just um, a slow reading of the Bible to um, hear God's voice yeah. through it. Yeah. Um, but these are little practices that you would do to come into contact with Christ and then um, the goal of becoming like yeah. Christ. Yeah. Um, do you find that people find it easy to go from showing up at church, listening to a sermon, to now, now I'm going to do something outside of church? Yeah. No, uh, when you ask the question that way, I think um, people have their Christian lives. Uh, even if there were no sermons. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think it's important to um, acknowledge the fact that many people who go to church are in their daily lives Christians. They yeah. want to be a Christian. Mm -hmm. They want to be like Jesus. They want to uh, give time, give money. They want to be uh, kind. They yeah. want to be uh, forgiving. Yeah. I think it's very important to see that uh, Christians are people who live in their daily lives with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And the big question for the church on Sunday and for the sermon on Sunday is, do the sermons help them by what they are already in? Mm. So I, I don't think uh, you have to hear, hear sermons and then you go uh, to live like a Christian. Sure. 
but many people are living yeah. as a Christian. Uh, others have to get no Christ, uh, of course. Yeah. So that that's important. The 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 the, the important question is uh, how can my sermon on Sunday really help them hmm. uh, and encourage them uh, and let them see new things yeah. about uh, living with Christ. Yeah, yeah. You said um, earlier that um, the ser sermons used to be more central yeah. in church and church life. And, and I remember that to a degree, though I'm a little bit younger than you, but I do remember the fact that you had this minister stand up and and speak. That was that was an event, and then you had cassettes that were created yeah, yeah, yeah. from that, and people would take them home and listen yeah. to them again, and um, maybe they would collect them from other ministers that they yeah. liked or listened to, and that was a that was a big part of how people stayed connected with yeah. God. Um, and it's it's changed to a degree yeah. that um, people aren't quite as attached to what's being taught at church. And I have a friend in in Munich mm -hmm. who he he said he thought that the day of for Protestant churches, the day when people came to church to be taught mm -hmm. by the minister. He thought that was starting to disappear yeah. because um, it used to be the case that the minister was one of the most educated persons mm -hmm. in their community. Yeah. And there wasn't a whole lot, of, there weren't libraries, there wasn't internet, obviously, and all sorts of different ways for people to be informed, taught about the world. And church was one of the places where yeah. that happened. Um, that's less the case now. It's quite possible. I think you said you have, you know, theologians in your church that yeah, you yeah. preach to. So people that possibly have spent more time yeah. reading the books and reading yeah. the Bible than you have during the week yeah. and are educated in many, many different ways. And they, they aren't necessarily showing up and saying, well, I hope you'll say something new to me no, no, today. No, 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 no. They're looking for something else. Yeah. Yeah, they're looking for a community. I think mm -hmm. that's very important uh, to to see each other. Yeah. And in COVID times, uh, the the sermons uh, went on. You you could uh, watch them and listen to them mm -hmm. uh, via your laptop. Right. Uh, but worshiping didn't go on. Yeah. That that was uh, this people missed the worshiping, the the singing yeah. together. Yeah. and the meeting each other. Yeah. Uh, you can see, you can feel uh, each other. That was, uh, that was gone. Yeah. Um, and I think that shows what was already the case, that community and worship are, have become more important mm. the last decennia mm. uh, than the sermon, I think. Yeah. In early times, the sermon was absolutely the most important mm -hmm. part of church. Mm -hmm. And now it's the community, the connectedness, and the the music and the and the singing. Yeah. Um, and the sermon. Uh, hey, if you want to uh, to find a good teaching, yeah, find a podcast, find a better preacher than I am, 
uh, that's not very difficult well, to find Well, you have one. a podcast, so... I have a podcast. Listen to my podcast. <laughs> there you go. It's better than the preaching <laughs> yeah, on yeah. Sunday. Yeah. So uh, the places where you can uh, find new information, mm -hmm. new uh, proclamation, uh, that can be your local church, of yeah. course. That, yeah. that still is the case. Yeah. But other people find it, uh, by example, uh, in New Wine. Yeah, New Wine is, an, uh, is a church renewal movement. Mm -hmm. uh, and people uh, very much like the, the message of New Wine. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. But I, I can't do that on Sunday yeah. in the same way. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, well, you do do um, on Sunday, I assume, as well, but you do do a lot with spirituality. Yeah. And is, does spirituality in Holland have the same meaning as being in the kingdom among us? Is the sense of the gospel of the kingdom of God connected with spirituality? Are those just different words for the same thing or? No, for me it are di different words for the same thing. Okay, for you. Spirituality is about living like Jesus. Okay. And living in the spirit of Jesus. That's my okay. definition of spirituality, living in the spirit of Jesus. Yeah. But spirituality is a much broader term and mm -hmm. many Christians uh, have their uh, questions by spirituality, that's new age, mm -hmm. that's uh, yoga, that's yeah. uh, Buddhist, yeah. uh, that kind of uh, associations. Uh -huh. But spirituality is also a term we can use in the church. I, I won't use it very often in my sermons, mm -hmm. I uh, must confess. So that's a, a little bit a strange term for many uh, church uh, mm -hmm. goers, I think. But uh, I have an online school for spirituality, and there I, yeah, very, uh, uh, I, I use the term. Uh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, in here, um, in this section, he's concerned about the life of abundance and yep. of obedience, and he's he thinks that that. Um, is something that would be important for today. Yeah. And one of the things that he, that's for him clearly missing is this sense of obedience to Jesus mm -hmm. today. And we're not obedient to Jesus because we don't think of him as a teacher yeah. who might have something very, very important to say to yeah. us that he knows a lot about. Just as, and obedience is such a difficult word for people, but um, if you go to uh, a physical therapy mm -hmm. for, um, I don't know, I have back pain yeah. and I go to physical therapy, the physical therapist says, you need to do this and yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, if you do that, because this person has told, that's obedience. Yeah. and. I would assume that person knows what you should be doing yeah. to help your back restore or stay strong or whatever. With Jesus, he has a lot to say about what we do with anger, 
mm-hmm. what we do with um, sexual attraction, yeah. what we do with our money, what we do with our, our thoughts. Um, but sometimes we find convenient ways to learn from other people on those matters, or mm-hmm. maybe not learn from anybody at all, but we don't think of Jesus as really all that strong mm-hmm. in terms of his, I'm trying to avoid using the word moral, but I, yeah. I I've, have to use it. Like he's not, he doesn't have a whole lot of moral authority for people. Mm-hmm. Um, what what do you think? Where where does this where does this come from? Um, that Jesus isn't um, thought of as somebody who's all that morally mm-hmm. competent. Um, we we maybe have a favorite podcast or YouTube yeah, yeah. channel that sort of talks about what lifestyle could be or or maybe there's a an author that we that we read but we don't say well, maybe Jesus could help yeah. me with my marriage or with my yeah. business or with my yeah. school or whatever it is where do you think that comes from that's a difficult question I think um, uh, what what I learned yeah, of Jesus is uh, that the life of obedience is a life of abundance okay and that's not what i uh, learn when i go to a, a therapist or uh, or uh, another person who has something to say yeah um, uh, i i think that that many christians um, experience the things jesus asks of us uh, that, that are moralistic claims. Hey, you mm-hmm. must be kind and you must be forgiving mm-hmm. and that sort of kind of thing. Mm. And then you uh, have the feeling that you have to do that in your own strength. Now, there's not, not very much uh, of that in mm-hmm. uh, many cases. And we have to learn that, um, that Jesus offers us a life of abundance. Mm-hmm. Hey, John 10, Verse 10, yeah. uh, I have uh, come to give you life. Come in uh, abundant life. Eh? Yep. Het leven in, in overvloed, we say in, uh, in yeah. Dutch. Yeah. Uh, to the, the fullest. Abund- yeah. To the full, yeah. Uh, and I think um, many people, Christians also, uh, first have to recognize that that is what Jesus came to do, to uh, show us and to give us the hmm. abundant life. Mm-hmm the life to the full. And when you believe that that is what Jesus is doing, uh, then you can listen better to him when he say uh, you have to love your enemies. Hmm. Hmm. And uh, what, what Dallas Willard says, hey, the, uh, uh, who among us, that's on page 57, uh-huh. who among us has personal knowledge of a seminar or course of study and practice uh, being offered in a Christian education program on how to love your enemies, bless those that curse you, do good to those that hate you, and pray for those who spit on you and make your life miserable. Yeah. He says, why don't churches have uh, courses about these themes? Okay. And, and 
because I, I think churches don't have it because um, we uh, tend to to look at this uh, uh, in a moralistic way hmm. and we don't like that yeah and if you have problems on this uh, field we go to a, a therapist or to a yeah. self-help uh, book yeah, yeah. Uh, and the church has to learn anew I think that we can listen to Jesus as we mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, struggle with with hate in our life or with unforgiveness. Yeah, yeah. That's really interesting. Um, these. So you you do have you ever done a, a course on very <laughs> one of these very practical? Uh, no, no. no? Um, I, I do courses uh, on spiritual disciplines mm -hmm. and that's already a little bit new in churches. Right. Uh, we have our Bible studies, yeah. but there are uh, no places where you can, can you learn to meditate in a Christian way. Yeah. Not many churches offer that. Right. Uh, I have offered it in the church uh, and I offer it now uh, via the School for Spirituality online. And many people are interested and many people are learning Lectio Divina or uh, being silent. Mm -hmm. uh, Dallas Willard writes also about some spiritual practices, mm -hmm. uh, uh, silence and solitude. Um, but I think there is a terrain we have uh, um, uh, as, as very as a church uh, have to take our place. Uh, mm -hmm. People want to learn to be silent, to get mm -hmm. rest. Mm -hmm. um, and we all know that Jesus said sometime, uh, uh, come to me when you are burdened mm -hmm. and I'll give you rest. But how do you do that? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you have to follow a, a mindful course, right. mindfulness course to do that. And I yeah. think the church has something to offer. But yeah, yeah. then you have to organize this kind of uh, seminars or courses. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, it sounds to me um, that your courses are working on the abundance side yeah, of it, yeah. helping people experience the abundance yeah. of the kingdom, of grace, of yeah. Jesus's presence in their life. And then Dallas Willard's idea and my idea, and I think your idea would be that out of that, a course on how to bless those yeah. who curse you could really make a lot of sense. Yeah. Because then you're beyond this sense of, well, this is a, a moralistic, sort of yeah. way that I have to do this. You already have this sort of overflow of life with yeah. Jesus that yeah. you have the freedom and a place to stand in yeah. order to say, well, I don't, I don't have to curse those who yeah. curse me. And you discover that kind of life in silence, mm -hmm. in Lectio Divina, yeah. in Jesus' prayer, in centering prayer. That's not a term uh, Dallas Willard uh, has used, I no. think. No. Um, I learned that from a person like uh, Thomas Keating Thomas from the Keating, Contemplative yeah. Outreach. Um, but I, I think that those items as uh, loving your enemy, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you are confronted with your enemy in your silence because mm -hmm. in your silence all the words that are said come uh, Suddenly to your mind. Suddenly the enemy is right there. <laughs> right there. Uh, and there you learn to uh, uh, yeah, bring it to Jesus of let it go uh, yeah. and there can uh, grow the, the desire to, to learn to uh, love your enemy. Yeah. 
Yeah. But then we uh, have to help each other to come at that place where we learn to be silent. And yeah. that's already a very uh, uh, no, daunting, daunting, daunting yeah. Uh, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's. Uh, this is a little bit of a, a tangent, but let's let's go down that direction. Do you remember when you first started to be silent? Um, I I remember, I remember a very obvious car trip that I took. I was mm -hmm. driving from New York to Ohio, about three hours in the car, and instead of putting on music or mm -hmm. radio, or I think at that time I was listening to like language cassettes or something like that, I said nothing. No, no. I'll just I'll just ride yeah. in the quiet. And I had probably practiced with some smaller amounts then, but I remember, I remember that, that drive so well. It was really quite new to yeah. go that long without having something coming at me. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, uh, yeah. Do you remember for you the first times? Yeah, my first time, uh, it was with uh, meditative Bible reading, Lectio Divina, I didn't call it that way. Uh, I was uh, 20 years old, I mm -hmm. think. I was a uh, beginning uh, theologian uh, mm -hmm. student. And uh, I lived in a, a house with other students and one of the rooms was empty. There was no one living. There was only a bed and I choose to sit on that bed with only my Bible and be silent with the Word of God. It was okay. new for me. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I have done uh, in my youth very much Bible studies, very much discussions, etc. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. But not be silent with the Word. Yeah. Just, that was for me uh, an, an important uh, uh, moment. Uh, later on, uh, when I was uh, a pastor in Haarlem, I went to a workshop by David Muiskens from Contemplative Outreach. He okay. came to, from Canada to Holland to teach Lectio Divina and Centering Prayer. And that was for me uh, also a very important moment on my uh, path on, on, on silence and, and Centering Prayer. And there are times uh, that, that I uh, practiced two times a day, 20 minutes of silence. Mm -hmm. And now I try to start my day, but it, it has to be a quite normal day. Uh, this is not a normal day. I uh, had to go to you here in Zwolle for mm -hmm. the podcast. And uh, so I, I hadn't the rest. But when uh, I have a, a quite normal day, mm -hmm. uh, my first thing in my study is sitting 10 minutes in silence. Mm. So that's, uh, that's for me a very important spiritual practice, 10 mm. minutes silence mm. uh, and yeah, doing nothing and trying to think nothing, which is yeah. very difficult. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you find is the immediate effect of that? Do you notice the difference between a day when you have done it and a day yeah. when you haven't, or a week when you have done it and a week when you haven't? It's difficult to say something about immediate effect. It, uh, it, uh, the, the, the problem with uh, practicing silence is that there are 
often no immediate effects, so mm -hmm. you stop with it. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> it's more on the long term. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, uh, one effect is more focus. Mm -hmm. when, when I uh, start with silence, uh, there is more focus in the rest of my day to do the things that are in my agenda. Okay. Um, but that's not really uh, Christian per se. It's not, I'm, I'm not living nearer to Christ uh, by the silence. But that's also uh, an, an effect of silence uh, that I uh, practice doing nothing. Hmm. Uh, that's a silence, doing nothing, mm -hmm. not thinking, mm -hmm. uh, but staying in the presence of God. Yeah. Um, and I think over time it helps me at other moments to do nothing hmm. or to let go. That's one uh, aspect of uh, practicing silence, that there are all kinds of thoughts hmm. and you have to let them go. Yeah. So when you practice let go, Mm -hmm. There are other moments in your life, something is happening and that you are better uh, at letting go. Mm -hmm. That's an effect, think, uh, I think, of uh, uh, practicing silence that you are getting better yeah. at letting go. Yeah. 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 And that, that becomes important when you're dealing with something like anger, which is yeah. a kind of a natural response, but um, you find that you don't have to hold on to it. Yeah. Um, you don't have to become obsessed yeah. with something and a lot of the habits in our bodies are more designed to hold grudges, to dwell on yeah. things, to focus on the negative things, to think, constantly think of ways to attack yeah. the other person yeah. that's made us angry and that it, the way you've described the ability to let things go yeah. that comes from silence sounds like yeah. it would be helpful to yeah. somebody working on yeah. anger. Yeah, certainly. Let go, let God, they say in contemplative yeah. outreach. Let go yeah. and let God. And let God, yeah. 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 Um, it's very interesting that Dallas Willard, if you read his biography, um, they, there's a little bit um, there, but one of the things that he found he was when he was a, a younger adult, maybe let's say 35 to 45, he was very interested in the Sermon on the Mount and okay. and trying to live like Christ. And so he thought, here's Christ's teaching, and Christ um, has kind of given this to us, and I'm going to try to live this way. And he would come up to things like. Jesus' teaching on anger, mm -hmm. and he just found that he just could not do it. And the, the, the sort of tradition that he grew up in was a very preaching-focused mm -hmm. uh, tradition, very Bible study-focused, very um, yeah, prayer-focused. He calls these eventually disciplines of engagement because yeah. they're things that we are that we're doing that are happening to us. Um, and he said that in this time of really not being able to deal with his anger as mm -hmm. he thought Jesus was teaching him to, he found that these disciplines of, of abstinence, he calls them. So 
things like silence and solitude yep. were essential for him. In fact, he says he was kind of driven to them, okay. like because reading more of the Bible and reading more Christian books and doing more Bible studies wasn't helping him no. with following Jesus. And no. He needed that balance of those other things. Yeah. yeah. That there's a certain development, a spiritual development in Christians, I think. Mm -hmm. um, uh, as we look at the prayer now, um, we are used to praying with words, many words, mm -hmm. uh, if possible. Uh, yeah. Um, many people uh, experience uh, a kind of uh, that, that, that works not any, any, anymore in my hmm. life. Hmm. Uh, but no one tells them that you can pray in silence, hmm. that your silence is prayer. Hmm. Um, and that's also a very important thing, I think, uh, as it comes to the practice, uh, practice of abstinence. Mm -hmm. uh, that there are no words, but there are. Uh, uh, there, there, we have to meet people who tell them uh, that it's okay to pray without words. Yeah. To be silent. Yeah. And uh, centering prayer, uh, silence, solitude. Mm. But that that's not taught. No. No. Well, I'm glad that I'm glad that you're teaching mm. it, and um, I, it, it's. It's odd that outside of the church, there is a lot of interest in, interest in some things that are very similar to yeah. Lexio Divina or similar to traditional forms of Christian meditation. Yeah. Um, and yet, those do tend to be among younger generations that are excited about that. Um, and yet, you don't see a lot of them showing up at church saying, no, no. Um, yeah, even even when we offer th things, saying you know, okay, we want to learn from from you as well. Yeah. Um, do you think there's a, a reason for that? Why the disconnect between a culture that's more and more interested in spirituality and yet a church that doesn't seem to have anything to offer? Yeah, yeah. Nay, no, I think that's the problem that the church itself doesn't offer it. Uh, does it does it know? Um, uh, I, I very much like the, the, the contemplative stream in Christianity, mm -hmm. and that contemplative stream is not very well known. Yeah. Uh, most Christians know uh, social justice, mm -hmm. but very important. The evangelical stream, uh, mm -hmm. being, uh, uh, being reading the Bible and, and to uh, tell the gospel. Mm -hmm. uh, there are some other streams, but the, the contemplative stream is not very well known. Hey? Yeah. The, the Roman uh, Catholics know it better, mm -hmm. but you have to be uh, all, almost uh, a monastic uh, when you uh, really learn to be silent. Yeah. And I think it's very important for the church nowadays to, to get know the silence and the contemplative stream of Christianity. Yeah. And yeah. Dallas Willard helps. Hey? It's, uh, uh, it's uh, rather special, I think, that, uh, that he says. Hey, he he uh, talks about four disciplines in the book, only four. In other books, he uh, uh, writes about more disciplines. Mm -hmm. right. If there are uh, 
important this means that there, there are those four mm -hmm. silence solitude right. abstinence and study and worship study and worship yeah yeah uh, i like that very much mm -hmm. uh, i think that i uh, am a person uh, like the person personality of dallas villas mm -hmm. eh? a, a little bit introvert mm -hmm. uh, you you can't, can't say to all christians these are the four eh? i mm -hmm. think he's a little bit uh, one-sided in that mm -hmm. uh, but yeah i think he, he is very much right eh? mm -hmm. that that we have to find that place where we learn to be silent yeah and that is very crucial for being a christian uh, but yeah, where do you learn it? Not mm -hmm. in the church where you are singing and listening and praying, right. all words, right. all words. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you went to a Quaker church, yes. like uh, Dallas Willard went to for a time of his, in his life, and Richard Foster, who you mentioned, yeah. also was in the same Quaker church, they had times of silence yeah. in their church. Um, and I was listening to a Quaker uh, teacher the other day, Elton Trueblood is his name, and he tells a story about showing up to um, a Presbyterian church with a bunch of Presbyterian ministers, mm -hmm. and Presbyterians are like in the Reformed um, Calvinistic tradition, and he started by praying silently. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he said that they, they didn't know what to do with no, themselves. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> no, hey, that's uh, that's true. Have you ever tried that in your church? Just say okay. Uh, short times of silence. Okay. Uh, I, I had there are many children in the church, so you can't be uh, twenty minutes uh, silent. I think uh, we have vespers. Uh, okay. Now and then, once a month, and there is more room for silence. Mm -hmm. I have done a vesper in the way of Lectio Divina, with mm -hmm. uh, first the reading, and then silence, and then meditating, and then silence, and then prayer, and then silence, mm -hmm. and then the silence of contemplation. Okay. Uh, but that was uh, one event. Uh, yeah. And, and, but that's not on Sundays, on Friday mornings, uh, twice in a month, we have Lectio Divina in the church, and then we are from uh, a quarter past 10 to 11, we have uh, 20 minutes of silence, mm. and then we share what we uh, have prayed or thought around the chosen Bible text. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And do you, have you found that people are um, accepting it and it becomes a routine for them? To the point that you know, if you moved, if you say you retire, and then they'd yeah. say, "Of course, we want to continue doing this. This is an important part of some, church." Some will do it, some not. Okay. Um, we are not a church now where silence is very prominent. Okay. No, uh, um, that has to do with. Uh, it, it, yeah, it, it, I find it quite difficult. Uh, Dallas Willard is speaking to my heart, but it's my heart, mm -hmm. and he doesn't speak to the hearts of all Christians, I mm -hmm. think. Mm -hmm. uh, not all Christians are uh, likely to uh, 
uh, give silence a very prominent place in their lives. Hmm. Um, uh, just this morning I read about some uh, people of my church who are, uh, have gone in their cars and they are uh, driving to Ukraine to help. Okay. Uh, that's also spirituality, I okay. think. Um, they won't go to a lecture divina with me. Okay. But they are even better Christians than me. Okay. I think sometimes. So it's it's a little bit. I, I find it difficult uh, in a local church with all kinds of people mm -hmm. to say you have all to be silenced. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, one of the reasons that I have the school for spirituality, mm -hmm. where I can say silence is very important, mm -hmm. and if you don't find it important, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you don't have to go to this school. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, in the church that works a little bit different. Sure. And that, that uh, I find it a little bit difficult. I, I think silence is important for every Christian mm -hmm. and to learn to be silent. Mm -hmm. uh, but how do I teach that to a local church to, yeah. and to the whole local church? Mm -hmm. that, that is a difficult thing, yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, I think you're right in that um, everybody's going to need different quantities yeah. of it. Um, I would be surprised to find somebody who uh, at the end of their life had become very much like Christ and yet they had zero need for silence okay. in their life. Mm -hmm. I, uh, that's that's hard to imagine that they would never have had a time when they mm -hmm. needed to yeah. be silent, but I can imagine somebody who didn't need a lot of it. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think this is an interesting thing as well in our day, when a lot of our jobs are, are things we do with our our minds. Mm -hmm. We don't have as many sort of jobs we do with our hands where your mind is free to think about whatever. Yeah. you want to think about. And I think that's perhaps why silence and quiet and solitude can be even more important yeah. for us because our lifestyle, mm -hmm. just where we are in history right yeah. now, yeah. means that we constantly have to think about things and yeah. constantly deal with communication and constantly deal with other people. Um, we're not plowing fields no. anymore or working in in the garden um, to yeah. feed the family. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I try to look up a quotation. Okay. In the part about silence, um, that's in, yes, I think I find it, yes, page 358. He quotes, uh, Dallas Willard quotes Pascal, um, Blaise Pascal. Yep. I have discovered that all the unhappiness of men arises from one single fact that they are unable to stay quietly in their own room. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. Uh, I, I think that's very true. Yeah. If Putin sat quietly in a room, then the world would look different, I think. Yeah. 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 And I think that's, that's in general what Dallas Willard is saying. Just mm -hmm. when you mention uh, Putin and Ukraine, there's, there's a prophetic uh, 
voice behind this. And to paint the big picture, what he's saying is, even though we have in the West benefited a lot from Christianity, there's, mm -hmm. there's no sense, that word the West only makes sense because Jesus was mm -hmm. in certain parts of the world kind of taken seriously. Even though we have that, um, it doesn't, our society has really very serious problems, um, both on a government level mm -hmm. as well as personally. Yeah. Um, things don't work very well. And then he's saying, well, how much actual learning from Jesus are we actually Mm -hmm. doing. Yeah. Um, how much of this life of abundance and obedience, we keep saying that, but yeah. that's on page 55. Yeah. There's a little tiny quote there, the life of abundance and obedience. How much of that are we really pulling from Jesus? And then you find that in, in all sorts of areas of life, there are, there are Christians, people who say that they follow Jesus. In, in the conflict in the Ukraine and Russia, there are Christians all over yeah. there. Um, but for some reason, um, well, I don't want to assume, but um, some are not following Jesus to the degree that they, mm -hmm. they could and are not acting when they could act. Yeah. And that comes from not having already had this habit of living in the life of abundance yeah. and obedience. Uh, and there are, yeah, there are people who are very close to um, people of power um, who are able to speak up and mm -hmm. are able to to stand up. And we see that in Christian history. You, you see people who at very crucial moments have yeah, yeah. stood up and done what is right. And I guess that's what it comes down to is doing what is right when yeah. it's time to do what's right. Yeah. Um, and there's, um, there's, there's a value in and of itself for silence and being with Jesus. Mm -hmm. But there's a, va a much greater value beyond that and that how it empowers us to yeah, yeah. live life. You know, just your little 10 minutes in the morning mm -hmm. doesn't make up very much of your day. Um, the rest of the day is, is really, I don't want to say it's what counts, but mm -hmm. it's, it's where we really need to be Jesus's coworkers and to participate with yeah. what he's doing. Yeah. Yes, I think this is all about uh, the soul. Huh? We have mm -hmm. an inner room or an inner space, mm -hmm. and we live from that inner space, yeah. even if we don't know that inner space. Yeah. Uh, and silence is about that inner space, that we are discovering that inner space, the room in us where Jesus is, where the Holy Spirit is. Yeah. And we have to, yeah, to, to learn to be in that place and that uh, you don't need hours there, mm -hmm. but 10 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour, 
yeah. a little Sabbath. This yeah. is all about the, the Sabbath. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Sabbath is abundance. I yeah, mean, yeah. In the Christian sense, I mean, what we're doing with silence and meditation yeah. and resting and that is out of a sense of God's yeah. huge abundance and care for us yeah. and yeah. Uh, creation. This, this, this asks for soul work, soul care, care yeah. for the soul. Yeah. That's, uh, I think that's very important. Huh? We, uh, yeah. Our thoughts and our deeds, they, they are there, mm -hmm. but f from which place are they flowing? And that place, there can, there can, uh, you can change things that happen in yourself. Yeah. And that will influence your thoughts and your deeds and yeah. how, how you are living. Well, I'm really thankful for your work here in Svola and what you're doing at the church. Um, I, I wish my Dutch was better and I can listen to your sermon. <laughs> I wish my English was better. <laughs> <laughs> well, if your Dutch yeah. is good, there are lots of books from Jos uh, Duma you can read. And uh, for the rest of us, um, we have to stick with beholding the glory of the Lord <laughs> and a few other things that you can find online. And I hope you do go and check that out. And if there's enough of us around, maybe we can persuade Yostuma uh, to um, do some things uh, in English for us. Thanks for being yeah. here. Thank Jos. you very much for having this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And um, remember, there is a, a newsletter that you can subscribe to and a website that you can visit, sanctus.institute. Not the best website, but um, it's a way to be in touch with us. And we'll be back with other sorts of videos and podcasts um, on Dallas Willard and other sorts of topics. So thanks for being here and uh, <laughs> bye. Read this book. Read this book. <laughs> Yeah, and read it in read it in Dutch. Um, we are working on a German translation, by the way. Well, I say we, but something's going to be coming in German. But see you next time. Bye. Bye bye. Great. Great. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then it's gone down to 60, 61 on the other card there. Yeah. yeah but.